plus 200%. That's the staggering quota achievement of some top performers during the 2008 economic downturn. As a point of comparison, in the past 12 months, what was your achievement on average? 80%? 100? 150%? It is often said that every crisis brings its share of risks and opportunities. But, interestingly, these top performers even outperform the others by plus 59% during normal times, before or after a crisis. What would it take for the average performer to achieve similar results? Sure, you could increase your performance by working longer hours, working harder, but at what cost? How far can you go? How do you plan to stay up to date in an ever-evolving context? And how to thrive during a new economic downturn that might be around the corner? In today's world, the only constant is change. A relatively new sales methodology called the Challenger Sale is already helping thousands of ambitious sales to increase their performances while driving more customer value. So if you have never heard about it, it's time you take care of your success and leverage what's happening in the sales industry. Instead of focusing on volume and what you used to do, start thinking strategically about what the word, value, means. This journey began in 2008. During the world crisis, the Council of Europe Development Bank, CEB, led by Matthew Dixon and Brent Adamson, studied 6,000 sales reps and leaders worldwide. Three trends emerged from this study. For one, product selling is sort of dead. Companies used to have a transactional relationship with their suppliers. You buy one product at a competitive price, and you enjoy its product benefit. Soon enough, the same suppliers started creating complete solutions and product bundles. It's harder for competitors to replicate. It increases companies' stickiness and helps them adapt to their environment. Lately, solution-based suppliers have outperformed product-based suppliers, even more so during an economic downturn. 2. The rise of solution selling brings new challenges. Clients' expectations increase from having a good product to having solutions that solve their pain points. The integration is more complex and impacts cross-departments. More persons are involved in the decision, and finding consensus is required to get the deal done. Providing a bundle of products might have increased the entry price point. The increase in risk aversion and fear of messing up is not to be overlooked. Why would a company invest so much time and money into any solution? What would be the return on investment? For all those reasons, companies will expect more personalization from solution-based suppliers. And 3. Some sales reps consistently and increasingly outperform others. Matthew and Brent identified five profiles of salespersons. On average, one particular profile achieved plus 59% compared to their team average. And during the 2008 worldwide crisis, this gap increased to plus 200%. So what did Matthew and Brent decide to do? Well, they decided to investigate and try to answer two questions. What makes some sales outperform? And why have their performances skyrocketed during the economic downturn? Before we go any further, we strongly encourage you to read the book to grasp the concept fully, link in the description. Let's dive right into it, and let's quickly introduce these five profiles identified. So, the hard worker is a salesperson who is not afraid to put up the hours, never give up, and is self-motivated to go the extra mile. This profile will willingly share valuable customer feedback internally. It's all about hard work and effort. The relationship builder is always available for its clients, seeking to help them most of all, 
building incredible connections and being a strong advocate. In this scenario, it's all about human interactions. Then we have the lone wolf. Self-assured that likes to think creatively to handle all aspects of the partnership. A typical lone wolf will focus on moving forward. He might lake of a collaborative approach and will follow his instinct. The problem solver is also a fascinating profile. It's a reliable, internally and externally reliable partner ensuring all issues are taken care of. This profile is detailed-oriented and will demonstrate great agility and reactivity in solving problems. At last, we have the challenger sale. This sales profile will genuinely try to understand customer pain points. He will be comfortable sharing new perspectives, debating with his contact, and gently pushing the customer if necessary. He cares about the value it brings to its customers while challenging its current thinking. In other words, the challenger sale understands that customers stick with a provider for the level of expertise and insights. This is the real competitive advantage here. Interestingly, 39% of the challenger sale profiles are top performers on top of achieving more than any other profile. This is the highest percentage compared to any other profile. 25% for lone wolves, 17% for hard workers, 12% for problem solvers, and 7% for relationship builders. Being a challenger sale increases your likelihood of top performing, handling economic downturns, and driving insightful customer relationships. So what do challenger sales do differently? He offers unique client perspectives, has a two-way solid communication, knows its contact value drivers, he's able to identify client economic drivers, is comfortable discussing money, and can gently pressure the client. This set him, her, apart. Remember, while other profiles will be focused on tasks, problems, and interactions, the challenger sale is comfortable debating and challenging perspectives. To succeed, he'll set the tone for the conversation and create a constructive tension. Let's now walk through the six steps methodology to lead insightful conversations. You want to start with the warmer. The idea is to understand your customer's pain point truly. A common mistake here would be a salesperson asking two generic questions, too broad, such as, what keeps you awake at night? Instead, leverage your past experience to ask leading questions and conduct the call with an educated hypothesis. What's your company's most significant challenge in driving customers' adoption and action? From your own experience at your company, what are the most common customer challenges? What are the most successful customers doing? Reframe once you've successfully unlocked the real pain here. You want to reframe the situation by introducing a new perspective, something that the customers might not have considered or simply wasn't aware of. This is a pivoting moment in your pitch. Your reframe might trigger reactions, surprise or even open a debate. That's absolutely fine. The reframe helps you and your contact frame the situation before moving forward. As a matter of fact, it is okay to ask for comments and reactions in between these six steps. Customer, how does this resonate with you? What do you make out of this? It might come as a surprise, but the vast majority of your customers might not know precisely what are their real challenges. Hence the importance of driving the conversation and formulating your hypothesis while validating them throughout effective questioning. Now it's time to reinforce why this perspective matters. Try laying out the business case. What's happening on the market? What are end users moving to? What are the relevant trends that will reinforce your new perspective? Don't rush into your products and services benefits just yet.
you can then follow up with the emotional impact by leveraging a success story. It's about the narrative and your ability to make your customers connect with your story, not about numbers and financial outcomes. Another way would be to trigger a surprise. It could be something like, did you know that very few of your competitors did this? At this point, your customer should be eager to know more and willing to understand what are your concrete recommendations. That's the kind of reaction you are looking for. Having your customer asking more questions and doubting your approach would only mean that your first steps were not good. Considering your call is going as expected, you can now introduce the benefits of the new way. Demonstrate the impact of such an approach, both internally and externally. What does it mean for their organization and time management? How does this benefit the end users? Your customer revenue? You can share past results from other partners. Explain what you would be doing together as partners. Clarify how your company's products and services will support this vision. Finally, once your customer is hooked, you can proceed by detailing the process and clear next steps. As you might have noticed, you have led the call to the solution, not with your product. Make sure to take enough time to lay out clear next steps, ETAs, and ownerships. It would be a shame to complete the first five steps and overlook the actions needed on both sides to achieve the goals. I believe this quote to sum up these six steps perfectly. Without strategy, execution is aimless. Without execution, strategy is useless. Learning new methodologies and perfecting them take a lot of time and effort. Once you close this video, I would suggest that you start by asking yourself four questions. Do you believe your pitch helps you truly understand your customers' and prospects' pain points? Do you often get reactions from your customers? Does your pitch truly set them for success? When closing your calls, are you 100% confident your customers will be actively engaged and follow the action plan? If the answer to these questions is mostly no, you could start with these five simple actions. Identify one to two regular customers' pain points to build use cases. Try rewriting your pitch using the challenger sale methodology accordingly. Gather market observations, trends, and success stories. Your company's marketing department will fuel your storytelling. Build ready-to-use catchphrases and reframers. Improve your line of questioning. Try to shift from two broad questions to leading questions that will actually provide insightful answers to you.